Hello and welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. We are going to be talking about some more Rise and Fall dials that have been previewed. And we're going to talk about the WizKids rules clarifications to all the figures that have old rules wording and all sorts of stuff. And WizKids fixing that, or at least some of it, to fit the new rules. And we're going to answer some listener questions. This is episode 368. I'm your Sexy Ranch Hand co-host, Calder Ness. Howdy, howdy, let's get rowdy. So if you're looking for emotional satisfaction, my advice to you is seek professional hero clicks. No. Are you serious? Again? How many people even play this game? Like the hundred? Instant deadpan humor. Oh, how many six yeah. people think I am funny? It's the hard day's work. Not that you know anything about that. Which absolute fools? It's not witcher nonsense. I'm gonna make hero clicks like that forever. Are you kidding me? <laughs> hey, Google, back some Let's attack him because he's a jerk. Wow, wow, wow. Dial H for Hero is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest HeroClix singles and sealed products. Make sure you check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me in the studio, very special guest, and by that I mean my co-host, the current Dial H for Hero Clicks champion, the Billion Clicks Bruce. What's going on, Simeon? I'm a puddle, Calder. I don't know if mm. you were alive during this last week nope. of Midwest weather, but I have become more liquid. You know that scene in X-Men when Senator Kelly goops between the bars and oh, turns into gosh. a human jellyfish? Yes. That's how I yes. felt this week. Did it, uh, was it just humid or did it rain? Like, it didn't rain here. It actually did rain. Remember if it was that humid. Night. Okay, it it rained a little bit, but I'm like it wouldn't be raining enough for me to be like I'm a water man, you know. No, the the water man part actually just straight up comes from the humidity levels because oh, yeah. I actually find it quite pleasant when it's raining because it usually means it's overcast and slightly cooler. The water in the atmosphere tends to cool like the the heat down to like a manageable level um but no uh it hit 104 on thursday when we had the great idea to start cutting trees down got some nice cuts and scrapes because most of the trees were thorn trees so that was good good stuff get a nice sweat going get some slices and dices all over your body uh yeah (laughs) okay but yeah um Prior to that, because Thursday actually, surprisingly, not that humid and uh, 20 mile an hour wind to keep like the sweat off you. But no, it was miserably humid the rest of the week. It was like highs of 90s and, uh, you know. I guess humidity was was pretty bad. I know Wednesday was about the hottest day uh, for us here, but yeah. Uh, so, what made you happy this week? Ooh. Clearly not the weather. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was surprisingly decent on Saturday, uh, which would have been yesterday uh, at the time of this recording. But um, Saturday was overcast Crazy. most of the day where I was. And where I was was Ravenna, Nebraska, which uh, mm. population of, uh, I don't know. Is it six? Quite small. Uh I, I want to say 6,000, maybe 3,000. Uh, okay. hey, somewhere close. between 3 and 6. 
you know, when you get those numbers, it kind of matters, but does it really? Um, right. But no, uh, once a year for a weekend, usually right around Father's Day, uh, which happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, I suppose, right. is also in order. Uh, I'm not one, so that's nice. I enjoy that. I like taking Father's Day off. It's one of my favorite holidays for that exact reason. But once per year around Father's Day, Ravenna has their, ooh, I think it's state-famous <laughs> fair that they call Anavar. And uh, they've got all kinds of stuff going on. They've got a soapbox, a soapbox derby. They've got a... Uh, what's the, what's the crash and smash em car derby demo derby demolition derby, demo derby that's what yeah. the, yep that's what that's called they've got that going on they used to do tractor pulls I don't think they had one this year or at least I missed it maybe it was on Friday or Saturday or it was either on Friday or Sunday because it wasn't on Saturday because you can hear that for miles uh, those are loud and then uh, they they bring a bunch of rides into town and they've got a bunch of uh, zip zappers and uh, the poly whoppers and the slides and the banging cars and all the all the famous rides from the fairs that people know. Um, now I want to like go through an actual the, carnival the and instead replace swappers. all the real names with whatever you just said. Uh, yeah. I hey date Timmy, we're gonna go over and play on the bang cars. I'm like, oh sorry, but I just want to play on the bang cars. I'm too reckless and I'll fall out of my bang car, uh, you know. No, I but uh, my, my family, my extended family, uh a lot of them in Ravenna or at least from Ravenna. And so we had a picnic before, uh, well, we, they have a parade. So we, we had the parade happen and then we had a picnic. And then later down in the day, uh, we went to the soapbox car derby, which would be more interesting if it was a demo derby, just little kids with homemade cars or like smashing into each other. That would be really cool. Um, don't know why they don't do that i'll have to suggest it for next year but then uh yeah we went on some rides later on in the day took my nephew on some stuff made him get sick on the the spinny dragon whirl i think is what it's called um and then uh went on like the ferris wheel you know like the classics um but it was a good time uh yeah i I couldn't complain. It started raining just right at the tail end, but up until then, great weather, great day. It was good to see some family I haven't seen in a while. Um, but yeah, that was that was pretty much it. That made me happy. Ooh. Oh, you're done talking. All right, cool. Um, yeah, that's awesome, man. That's great. I like that. Appreciate that. Nice. No, listener, that was a genuine yawn. That was not a simian as boring yawn. That was a uh, it's nine o'clock. And and uh, to get the food in there, and, my uncle oh, and there's made, more. My uncle made a, smor- a smoked pork, smoked pork rub. I don't know why I found that hard to say. He made mm. a smoked pork rub, and that was really good. It was so good that when I got done with lunch and I went to the dessert table, I was like, "Huh, not doing dessert. I'm gonna get another piece of smoked smoked pork loin." <laughs> Ugh. You know, nine times out of ten, if if there's like a choice between some kind of sweet, especially if it's like, you know, Grandma Ethel made her, you know, Snicker salad or like whatever, you know, if there's like a choice between some kind of sweet or like more of like that good, good meat stuff, I'll probably just go with like some more meat. You know, if it's like someone made some chili or whatever, probably rather just do that than have like some okay cookies, you know. 
Okay, if it's not if it's not better than like a Keebler elf cookie, then why are you even bringing it, Marge? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. No, I can't I, say I either, bro. I can't say whether or not the sweets were good because I was I was Didn't really too enamored in to. the the salty salty meats that were available. And they were very good. Well, right on, man. Right on. Uh, what made me happy this week? It was a good week. It was a full week. It was uh, it was full of. Uh, I don't even want to say that. It's such a bad way to say it. Anyways, um, <laughs> I sent in, <laughs> I sent in my UPCs, and I I lucked out and I got two Fulcum Abominuses. So that was like a big highlight. Uh, we also celebrated my mother's birthday last Sunday, which is why we recorded on Saturday last week. So um, with that, we got to go see the Sound of Music, which was pretty fun. Um, it was actually really, it was actually really good. The main lady did a really good job in the musical, and then you know the kid actors were kid actors. Um, so, but yeah, the sound of music. So it was good seeing that play. Uh, and then on Saturday, I did a parade in Sioux Falls. Oh, so I not in Sioux Falls, excuse me. I did a parade in T. So I dressed up as Captain America, and you know walking around in like eighty something degree weather, whatever it was, wearing the Captain America suit and like. This is what just what happens every time I wear that suit in summer as I just I sweat insanely. That suit is so hot and the helmet is like plastic. So the sun like heats it up. And at halfway through the parade, I like just turned because someone said, hey, Captain America. I'm like, I want to go wave at him, you know, I turn and I just feel the sweat like fly off my face because of how (laughs) like fast I turned my head. Um, So, yeah, like when that happens, it's like. How fast can I get out of this costume? Because I am dying right now. Um, then, yeah, then we went back to the new game store that opened up over there, Average Shows Gaming. And we played some Ticket to Ride, Rails and Sales, which I, of course, beat everyone at. Because I'm amazing. What can I say? I'm just a hardcore a gamer, as they say. Uh, then I went to a, what's it called? Another graduation party, a bit late in the year, but that's okay. And they had, I, I actually got there super late, um, but it's cool. I knew the family. And they were like, hey, come out, hang out and stay for a bit. And their brother had VR for his PlayStation. And this is the first time I ever tried VR. So I swung around like Spider-Man for a bit. Uh, Beat Saber is not my game. Um, it's tough. It's, it's really tough. So you yeah. have to have, number one, they have terrible song choices. The only song I could find that I could even tolerate was Radioactive. Uh, um, well, the songs PC, are really... Can, on PC, you can like get... Okay. Song I know you can like buy songs, but I was like trying to type in country songs and they had zero country songs there. Yeah. They had zero like rock and roll 80s songs and stuff. And I'm like, you know what is this? You know, it's all like early on uh, like Beat Saber. What? The JoJo intros. Oh, dude, I bet. Those on Beat Saber, no, they're I, so I, fun I, to try. You know I, but they are... I guarantee I could go, Sono Chino Sadame. I bet I could do that part, <laughs> maybe. And that would be the only part. <laughs> um, but, dude, it's tough. And I was, like, swinging, and they're like, hey, you have to swing the way the arrows are in the blocks. And I'm like, oh, well, can I turn that off? Because let me tell you something. I'm barely hitting the blocks the way it is. And I've got them going at, like, easy mode <laughs> speed, Okay. But, like, it's a game where I bet I could be good at it, but I'd have to, like, memorize the song. It's basically Undertale, where it's just you have to, like, can anyone beat Sans on the first try? No. But after you play it 30, 40, 50 times, then, yes, you've memorized everything and you have the muscle memory down for how to, like, beat him. So, like, that's basically what that game is. So that's what I could equate Beat Saber to. But probably the best game 
was this thing called the, uh, the movements and colors. Because pretty much, you, you like when you, then you can kind of start like using your peripheral vision to just like judge about where you need to swing without yeah. having to focus. Yeah, and honestly, the um, black background with bright blue and red, that was yeah. the only game that kind of made my eyes hurt a little bit, I will have to say. That one was, like, a bit rough. But, um, uh, no, there's this one game, and I don't know, it's like a collection of games, but in it was called, like, Super Hot, which I don't know if you played oh, this or not. Yeah, I've got that um, one, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> this game is actually awesome, because you feel like John Wick, um, basically, uh, just to explain to the listener really quick, you're in this world where like every scenario is like someone's trying to kill you. It's like these little red hexagon like dudes. Basically, it's like an all white world. The enemies are red. The weapons are black. Um, you can like pick up weapons, pick up guns. But when you move, time starts to move. Otherwise, it's like super slow. So you can see like the bullets shooting at you in slow motion. So you kind of feel like it's like a mix of being Quicksilver and John Wick. And that's another game where you just have to kind of keep playing the level and then memorize what to grab. You know, if there's an enemy behind you, an enemy to what you can't that you can't see above you or whatever, and that's another just like, but it's like it's fun and it's almost like kind of a workout, honestly. If you're like really trying to be like fast with it and just keep going through the levels, like can work up a pretty good sweat. But that game is super fun, like, but yeah, playing that made me almost buy VR. But then I knew I was like, ah, eh, I already own normal video games that I haven't completed yet. But it was super fun. It was a really good time. So, I uh, I really really enjoyed it. Just had a good weekend overall. Just had a solid solid week so i'm ready to talk about some hero clicks uh first of all before we jump into any rise and fall stuff WizKids has some rules updates and clarifications with how things are going to work there was a lot of hearsay with their own articles but those aren't like a win listing so this is for all the game elements wording changes that were changed due to the rules articles earlier this year. So all references to at no cost are now free. So the first two that come to mind is like Jason Wingard, who has, he can use mind control at no cost. He may repeat this. Instead, he has mind control as free. Now, we don't know if the he can repeat this will necessarily allow him to repeat a free action. So we don't know if it's going to work the same way it used to. But for right now, Jason can only mind control twice. And this is also how they're ruling it during the Clicks Cup. The Clicks Cup also had a very similar, very similar set of rules and things uh, earlier that day that WizKids then posted this one. So that's kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, and then Vulture, he can keep using charge as free. But the real problem there is whether or not he can uh, make the free action to make a close attack for charge. So he would need to make a close object attack, a close normal attack, a close whatever attack, you know? Is that true with this errata, though? Because um, No, I guess, now, yeah. He can still only use charges free. As free, like, once. So yeah. here's, the, here's the weird thing is, yeah. since, like, you can only activate if, yeah, there was a, a short window where it was, like, you couldn't repeat the same effect. You could still charge, but like the close attack had to be different or something like that. Um, with this new as free, since free actions can be activated after actions resolve and not during actions, right? would Wingard mind control and then sometime later during the turn, free action mind control through that, that original character that he targeted? Uh, would Vulture be able to charge, KO something, and then sometime later... Like like much later in that turn, use a free to charge again. Is that like 
I mean, essentially, that's how it looks to me now. Um, so if we're just changing the words straight up at no cost to the word free, then it would say after resolutions, he can use mind control at no cost or at as free, basically. So, yeah, after yeah. the resolution, he can just use it as a so free some, action. Sometime after the resolution, but it's like, yeah. it's really at that point, it's, you know, you have to activate a free action. So there's nothing forcing you to, you know, at no cost after resolutions usually included in that. But since free actions are their own actions outside of res like outside of actions that are happening, like I can't outwit as free during a hypersonic normally. Right. I don't know. Ain't happening. This clarification needs some more clarification for me because I'm a big dumb. Yeah. Um, so let's not get too hung yeah. up on the free things <laughs> yeah. in the world. Uh, anyways, any map that now has printed obscuring terrains, that's the white color line, you know, the white squares, will now be considered to be printed hindering terrain, which is their new green and white checkered squares. They say it's a boundary line, which I've never heard someone say ever before ever, but okay. Um, so yeah, so it no longer exists, but they don't say anything that affects characters that work off obscuring terrain, like Absorbing Man or Null or anything. So in normal WizKids games, we don't know what that does. However, in the Clicks Cup, for those of you playing, and we're not going to talk too much about the Clicks Cup because there's only like 100 people going, so it doesn't affect as many people, um, like those rules, to be honest with you. Um, but for that one, they did change Null to just make normal hindering terrain and make his trait where he can just teleport to hindering terrain, not just obscuring terrain. So that's kind of cool. Anyways, uh, more powers and ability clarification. If uh, a power or ability has an effect that triggers off specifically leap climb, since leap climb is now passive, it's just going to trigger when the character is given a move action. All right. So just a move action. Pretty simple. So there's a character like uh, what's her face? Her name's like Fury or something, but she's got like the 19 defense invuln from uh, XDPS. And she has one where she can use Leap Climb. When she does, she can use Close Combat Expert as free, which also brings into when a character has a uh, like Incapacitate or Quake or something like that, right? So basically, if you can use Incapacitate as free, you make an attack, but you can must assign action tokens. Okay, since incapacitate is now passive and it's always on, you basically just you make an attack, but you have to give action tokens, which is just basically how it would have worked before. So pretty simple. Same thing with like quake. So if power or ability has an effect that triggers off the use of quake, the effect now only triggers if you choose to use the optional effect of targeting all adjacent opposing characters, even if there's only one target, you may still choose the optional effect. So same thing, like since Quake is passive, you just, you have to use that power if it works off of that. Um, so yeah, uh, same thing with the close combat experts. Um, they didn't say those specifically, but I imagine it's you make an attack and you can only use that power basically for that attack. That's that's more me saying hearsay. That's what the Clicks Cup ruled it as. Um, these WizKids clarifications are very simple ones and they don't even have their own figure erratas. So, um, people talked about how Immortal Hulk can now ping himself. Same thing, that armor or whatever her face is from X-Men, House of X, whatever the heck, can now ping herself off top click. Those are not real erratas yet. Okay, those haven't happened. Like Captain Venom being able to make um, a theme team with monsters, that's still what he does. All right, he doesn't give you the plus six to um, theme team probs. That's just, it doesn't happen yet because it's not an actual errata that's been put in the wind. Those are just hearsay things that were mentioned in their articles, stuff they might do. 
Now, it's being ruled that way for the Clicks Cup, which is whatever, fine, but that's not how it is in reality, you know, for normal WizKids games. Yeah. Also, for normal WizKids games, but not for the Clicks Cup, Scott Porter is legal. All four of the Buy It By The Case figures are legal, um, and I think Master Mold is also legal. So, um, and I guess there's also a bit of Master Mold news, but those are all legal for modern age tournaments. So for those of you playing right now, those are totally legal. Go for it, you know? So, but for the Clicks Cup, they won't be legal. And just to go right into Master Mold, since we mentioned him, every single store that is in the win, you know, because how else are they going to know you sell hero clicks? Um, that is in the win is going to get one Master Mold per store. So... It's sort of like Tri-Sentinel, um, how we got one Tri-Sentinel at the end of Days of Future Past. But unlike Tri-Sentinel, we don't know if this is going to be available for purchase later. Hopefully it is, but until then, every single store that has Heroclix will be getting one Master Mold. So I assume there'll be, you know, if you have a properly ran store, you'll just probably do maybe a series of tournaments or just like one tournament for him. Um, I doubt you would just give it to the person that buys the most hero clicks at your store. That would be pretty scummy. Um, so yeah, let people uh, fight for the Master Mold. I probably shouldn't even said that. Sorry, guys. Uh, anyways. I mean, I, yeah. I'd stand by that. Yeah. If you don't, like, no, I don't like that at all. I think that's super lame. I think that's super lame. Uh, but, um, yeah, but yeah. Uh, hopefully, yeah, I mean, tough. Master Mold for sure will be. I don't. I, I guess I don't want to guarantee it, but in the last couple years, they've not released something where it wasn't available, like in mass at some point. Um, you know, like Exospecs was a WKO object until it was passed out like candy during battle oh, yeah. royals at like the cons. Sure. Um, Tri Sentinel was a winnable until it was, you know, stores could just sell it at any point for whatever they deemed worthy or whatever. Uh, so yeah, it's hopefully it'll be available to the masses in multiple ways, but definitely like right off the bat, it's going to be the winnable thing. And supposedly, I mean, I don't know like how realistic this is, but Galactus was at one point supposed to be a winnable and a buyable, whether or not there was like two oh, different yeah. versions. Was there uh, supposed like, to be know, two we, different versions? We only of saw the one. We only ever saw the one. So at this yeah. point, I'm pretty sure there's only the one. But you know, it kind of sounded like there might have been two at one point. So it's hard to hard to really tell. But that's hopefully sometime coming down the pipe. Who knows? Huh, that would be kind of cool. I honestly don't even remember that, but it's sort of like one of those things where it happened so long ago, unless you like think about it a lot, you'll just sort of forget, you know, because I know everybody else but me has forgotten uh, that Sting is coming. Probably not, <laughs> sadly, but hopefully soon, but probably not. Um, I'm just saying this is like, this is going to be a quick side tangent in any other universe where, you know, the Despotellus virus didn't happen. We would have gotten WWE on time. We would have gotten Sting. But because it happened, Sting had time to join AEW, showing that this is one of the worst timelines to truly live in because we may not get a Sting Heroclix figure. And that keeps me up at least once a month where I cannot sleep because all I think about is I will never actually get that Sting and how no one at WizKids would ever, ever, ever even give it to me or even give me the chance to buy it from them because they hate our guts. Ooh-ah, it sure sucks. Anyways... Uh, what else is in news? Oh, yeah. Hey, Rise and Fall. How neat is that? 
Hey, Rise and Fall is a set that's coming out, Simeon. I don't know if you, you knew this or not. Um, yeah. Some people are actually excited for it. You couldn't pay <laughs> me to be excited for it. Um, but some people are. Simeon, who do you want to talk about uh, in Rise and Fall So here, my dude, my dude? I think we went into our extended opinion on this set, not only in our latest episode, but also uh, we appeared on Coffee oh, yeah. and Clicks this week. Um, yeah. So you can check out me and Calder on webcam on Coffee and Clicks and uh, we we definitely give you our opinion on the set as a whole. But that being said, we did get a few previews that are new since we last recorded. So I'll go over the one that I think is one of the one of the because this is to me a very much single like piece ordering kind of situation. This is going to be a secondary market buying specific figures because there's a lot of stuff in here that's just filler that I don't actually want. Um, now, I'm not saying that's for everyone. I'm sure that there's a lot of gold in here for some people, but specifically me and I think Calder, this just seems like a very like cherry pick kind of set for me. Uh, but that being said, oh, yeah. this is a figure, one of the two chases that I think I might actually really want to pick up. Um, we went over Weapon Hex's dial. This is the slightly related uh, DNA clone uh, proprietor, I guess, uh, diamond patch of X-23. Uh, so this, is, of course, is Wolverine and Emma Frost combined. Kind of mentioned it a while back, but this is a Wolverine who, you know, he's got his patch outfit, which is a white suit in this universe with his eye patch, even though he doesn't need it. It's just like a Madripoor, I don't know, disguise, I guess. He's like, ah, I'll disguise myself by limiting my depth perception. Uh, and he... Oh, really? Is this like him with... pretending to be someone else? I didn't know if this is actually just Wolverine is like a pimp it's, in this universe. No, uh, or like Patch, whatever it was. So Patch is a character that Wolverine pretends to be in Madripoor. And just like Joe Fixit, him and Joe Fixit, like, uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the bar off the top but of my this, head. But this is Warp Worlds. Yeah. So like, so this is maybe he actually just is... Oh, might actually be missing that eye. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Somebody who actually read the comic. Anyway, but I didn't. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, essentially, a Wolverine Emma Frost combo, except instead of being like super healy, stabby, can read minds and make psychic attacks. This Wolverine slash Emma can read people's minds by stabbing them with one of his diamond claws, which is <laughs> super nice. Uh, so, uh, oh my gosh! For eighty points, it's got two dials: eighty points and forty points. Uh, for eighty points, uh, it's going to be pretty much the same dial. You get six clicks. You start with charge blades with a eleven speed, twelve attack, um, eighteen defense with super senses, and then a special damage power. At forty points, you're a nine speed with charge, eleven attack with blades, seventeen with super senses. Same damage power except it's two damage but you've got blades so you're probably rolling that either way um two lightning bolts with zero range so you do have the option of targeting multiple characters oh, nice. Nice. uh we've got two traits so we'll get into those first the first trait is deep wounds for deeper secrets because 
that's how this particular um. telepath reads minds is by stabbing humans or just uh, mutants, whatever. Uh, so this has got to be the worst. This has had to be the worst way to read minds. Yeah, I can bad. read mine, yeah. but I've got to stab him with my it's bone, like diamond bone claws. Where someone could do this by like stabbing into somebody's brain, they could read their oh, mind. Oh gosh! Uh, or maybe they that murder was... somebody. You have to stab into the brain, aren't they? Then you know, dead. The, so there's not the a lot of mind to read. What's space troopers? Space super, not super troopers. Uh, what? The bug. The bug. Starship the, troopers. Starship troopers. That's what the brain bug does. Stabs into their brain, brain to get the information. Filmed in the Badlands um, of South Dakota, by the way. Huh. Anyways, keep they, going. They used the real bugs from there, too. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, they did. When Diamond Patch hits a single opposing character with a close attack after resolutions, he can use mind control as free, but only to target the hit character. So this is reference to that whole thing that I just mentioned. Um, you can charge blades and then use mind control for free to target the hit character because you stabbed him and that's how diamond patch works is you can mind mm. manipulate control whatever people who you've stabbed and then the second trait is diamonds are forever wow oh my gosh uh, yep funny. <laughs> this is funny invulnerability and then diamond patch can reduce pen damage at the beginning of your turn heal one click so there is no regen on this dial but it does have a pretty decent combo of invuln that can reduce pen, which isn't as great as impervious, but you know it's still really solid. But it's good. Yeah. It's good, man. I mean, it's anyone good. that's I not like hitting it. for at least three just straight up isn't doing anything unless they're pulse yeah. waving. And then at the beginning of your turn, you heal one click, so they're definitely going to want to hit pretty hard multiple times. Yeah. Um, and then. <laughs> the special damage power that is on both starting clicks, so clicks one through four, uh, is I can smell who you are. Opposing characters within six squares can't use the following. Uh, benched power, stealth, and then keywords that are not printed on their cards. And the benched power that you can't use in this set is shape change. So, yeah, uh, you extra won't be able to use shape change when you're playing sealed and pulled man this, this dude is too good in this set man way yeah, too good getting in rid this of set. that power that no one in the set can use pretty solid yeah uh he really stealth, doubles down on it it's this great. is pretty reminiscent of the common wolverine from xdps yes yeah because also got rid of shape change and stealth within three squares i believe six squares actually quite a bit better uh you don't really realize and he's 10 points less at his lower dial so that's oh, yeah, like yeah. that's great yeah yeah if you're just using them for that like shape change stealth busting and then mm -hmm. keywords that aren't printed on their cards um i guess that might mess up leadership but a lot of the keyword cheating stuff happens at the beginning of the game and probably like you know they'll probably still have like you know if it's the latveria theme team they're probably still cosmic if it's you know a Spider-Man family theme team. They're probably, you know, soldier, robot, whatever. The, like, the combo sure. that people are using. So I'm not sure how much that keyword is actually going to help. You know, it's like, ah, you can't mastermind to them. They're not sharing keywords. It's like, yeah, but yeah. this was a, sh a soldier theme team before I Spider-Man family'd it. So who knows? 
And then the last two clicks of the dial, clicks five and six, because I've spent a lot of time on this figure that, frankly, I, I don't even know if I like anymore, um, is Flurry with eight speed and then 12 attack with steel energy, 17 defense with combat reflexes, and three damage. So you're able to deal damage almost everywhere on the dial. Clicks three and four, you might have to, well, you will have to roll blades. Uh, you might not deal damage depending on your blades roll. Has the right. Brotherhood's Brotherhood of Mutants uh, team ability. So removes tokens on a 10 and higher and the X-Men team ability for whatever that's worth. Keywords are Brotherhood of Mutants, Celebrity, Hellfire Club, Martial Artist, Warp World, and X-Men. So another to keep in mind, at least at the 40-point line, if your opponent's packing a ton of shape change and stealth, he can be swapped in with either Professor X or Magneto depending on your team build. Yeah. But that's Diamond Patch, the shiniest Good old Diamond man. Patch. The sh- the sharpest dressed shiny man. Uh he's got a jump animation. He's, he's got a sharp dressed jump. man. Yeah. Neat. And what I do is gorgeous me. Okay. Let's calm down there. <laughs> Mr. Frost. Never going to leave you, Phoenix. I'm not going to abide rudeness. I'm not some cheap knockoff, you know. I don't know. I think you kind of are a cheap knockoff, actually, because you're from, like, a random storyline. Not the real deal, you know. But okay. Uh, anyways, cool. I mean, he is good, though. Like, he is, like, actually good. Like, traded invuln can reduce pen damage uh, with super senses on every line. You know, double target for close is solid now. Uh, no shape gain still. And when yeah, you've got a man, reducer, it's harder to pump up damage. Yeah, when you've got yeah. a reducer that, I mean, I guess he's not protected outwit, so you could just outwit the end. Yeah, but he also outwit super senses. You yeah. want to get rid of everything, sure. You know, so other yeah. than that, I uh, kind of hard to I deal dig with. him. Yeah, I like it, man. I like it. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna talk about. We've already seen this guy for a while, but we're gonna talk. I'm gonna talk about Emperor Gladiator. Because this is a like instant pull them, play them, and win uh, figure in the set. This is a super rare prime. Now, we don't know how the primes in the set are going to be divvied out. My guess is that whatever brick doesn't get the chase, it will have a rare and a super rare prime. That would be my hope. But it could be WizKids, and it could be like you get both rare primes or one super rare prime or something like that. You know, the collation or distribution of any set is never as simple as you want it to be when it's stuff like this so really who knows we've never had this kind of thing before this exact thing so it's all new anyways he has cosmic imperial guard ruler shiar and soldier cosmic energy team abilities 100 points eight range special combat symbol for flight First two and last two clicks on a seven click dial are running shot pen blast impervious and prob in the middle three clicks, so three through five, are Charge, Quake, Invulnerability, and Close Combat Expert. Top dial, we got a 14 speed, 12 attack, 18 defense, and 4 damage. Really good stuff. Improved targeting, destroyed blocking terrain, so that's awesome. And then he has a trait, Reluctant Magister of the Shi'ar Empire. Leadership, Mastermind. When... Emperor Gladiator uses leadership and succeeds, you may instead generate a Shi'ar Soldier on click one. Friendly characters with the Shi'ar keyword that occupy or are adjacent to the Shi'ar or to plus one Shi'ar 
flag light objects, modify damage plus one. So he is a friendly character with the Shi'ar keyword. So he'll modify his damage value plus one next to the Shi'ar flag object. If you don't know what that is, I'll read it here in a second, but I'll go through the second trait first. You can't hurt me because I believe you can't hurt me. Emperor Gladiator hits. Give him a confidence token. Max one. This sucks that he can only get up to one, but it sort of balances, I guess. If Emperor Gladiator has a confidence token, he can reduce penetrating damage. When Emperor Gladiator would take damage, he may instead remove a confidence token and take no damage. That's awesome. Yeah. Which is I really, probably really like that. better than re reducing pen damage most and, of the time. Well, it's even better because it's when he would take damage. Oh, so... so you can roll for impervious uh, yeah. first, right? And then and then remove it. So that's really good. Dude, I really dig this guy. He's really awesome. He's just, you know, 14 speed, so he's running, shotting, 7 squares, 12 attack, 4 damage with prob. So, you know, with a perplex or, you know, um, with the light object can, you know, modify his damage plus 1. Let me read the Shi'ar Soldier here really quick. Um, the Shi'ar Soldier is 20 points. And they just have straight up a trait that's just power. Generate a Shi'ar flag light object. So the soldier makes it, and then there's a few other Shi'ar in the set that work off of being next to that flag. Um, this Emperor Gladiator specifically gives everybody with the Shi'ar friendly characters, the Shi'ar uh, that occupy or adjacent to it, the plus one a damage. So it's another good way, since we can't perplex damage anymore, to get that damage modifier bumped up. And I, Oh man, this dude is just sick. Um, so let's say yeah. he's got insane reach, you know, he's got a 15 square reach with a TK. He's got a 21 square reach. You can shoot past one thing of hindering terrain or one thing of blocking terrain. Excuse me. Um, he's a 12 for four with a prob. And then he's cosmic energy, which is just just icing on the cake. So he can't be outwitted. And then he can't be dealt penetrating damage once he has that confidence token, which means you get to roll for that impervious roll. Um, so it's awesome. It's yeah. just, dude, he's so crazy awesome. Uh, he'll always be a 12 attack unless you are shooting for some reason when you have charge. If not, he's a 12 for four for most of his dial. And he'll always be a 12 attack if you are attacking close when he has charge, um, which is just great. So it's funny that when he has his lowest attack value, he has no prob technically when he has the 11s in the mid. But, you know, he's got that close combat expert to make up for it, which is nice. So he's a 12 for four or like whatever 90 percent of his dial besides yeah, the last two clicks when he has two. three damage yeah so like it's just i don't know i love this guy um i expect he'll probably be one of the most expensive figures because i don't think the chases are going to be that expensive diamond patch weapon hacks sure um dupe pool maybe of course deadpool with cake is going to be expensive but i think this dude and mimic are what you really want from this set like if you could pull anything you're like i want both super rare primes because this is just insane yeah, that other that super rare prime mimic is really good. Um, the ability yes. to not—it's not that he chooses a character and gets to like choose powers from that character. He can use every listed or every uh, printed power from every adjacent character, opposing and friendly. So that mimic can—he can just have so many powers depending on placement. Uh, but no, this. Emperor Gladiator, I actually really like the color scheme of his dial. They did one of those uh, symmetrical dials where yeah. it kind of looks like a face almost. I don't know if that's what they were going for. But it also didn't sacrifice utility in doing that. Like It actually is still a 
ridiculously good dial even with that uh symmetrical like, and you know just it. all the powers make sense on every click versus his non-prime counterpart which has just some really wacky power i'm not even gonna call them combos because they don't combo together um but he's just got very strange uh powers and everything yeah so this is just the superior emperor gladiator superior gladiator yeah um, for sure he's already been pre-sold on ebay for 180 dollars plus shipping pre-sold how wacky what a wacky thing to do (laughs) what a yeah uh all right so yeah that is uh that's what we want to talk about for rise and fall not much to say we're only missing a couple super rares and then do we have all the chases no way. We have all the chases. I Dude. think we're just waiting on the legacy cards and yeah. I think yep, one yeah. super rare. Um, and it's already been spoiled, so I should know it off the top of my head, but it's number 058, whichever one that is. I can't remember currently. Um, I do want to just quick mention Herbert Blackheart Wyndham really quick. He has the kind of very same similar dial to the Moira X, but he's 25 points less. At least she's 75. So he's 50 points and he has mystics. So he's five clicks long, but he can only take one click of damage at a time from an opposing attack. So he takes a maximum of one damage from, sorry, just from attacks. He cannot be healed can't be chosen for mastermind. So if you, um, yeah, if it's not an attack damaging this guy, then you can actually um, deal him quite a bit. So if you like ultimate nullifier this dude, you could just nuke him, which is hilarious. Um, but anyways, uh, basically he only takes one damage at a time. He's got mystics, but he's got, you know, a full dial of phasing. And like, he's not the best, you know, because I, I don't think Moira is that good. But still, only taking one damage at a time is inherently pretty good in the world we live in. Um and he gets to use all his standard powers from lower click numbers. So top dial, he's got the amazing power of smoke cloud, phasing, and toughness <laughs> with prob. So and he's got a full dial of phasing. But with no moving attack, and you can equip him, sure. Um, he has a nine attack for his first three clicks, a ten attack on his fourth, and an eleven attack with blades and close combat expert on his fifth click. He is just very annoying to take out. I think in sealed, mm-hmm. he's basically an unkillable 50 points because people he's don't want to sink that much rough, into yeah, him and take sealed. that much mystics. But uh, I will have to disagree with Cal and then the letter L here. He says, it's weird to see an overcosted chase in this day and age. Uh, this is no more than a 25 point dial. Wow. While I don't think he's meta or crazy, crazy good, I don't think he's a 25 point dial. I think 50 is fine I mean, for what 25 he does. Point like, used like ADW or Avengers Defenders War. Yeah, ADW uh, got you. Um, what was that chase? That 25 point chase? Uh, oh, Ironheart. Yeah, Ironheart, which swapped between prob control and outwit, also had a way to kind of negate damage slash being it's true, the broken armor. Um, yeah, he. This Herbert Blackheart does get to combine all the powers. So on click three, you have Smoke Cloud, Quake, Poison, Toughness, Barrier, Super Senses, Prob, Outwit, Enhancement, which is kind of cool. It's just like a decent support figure for 50 points. You know who, for 10 points less, who can just eat this guy alive, though? Who's that? 
Oh, you mean you didn't see you didn't see Oscar coming? You weren't prepared for Oscar? Oh gosh. Oscar for 40 points. Oscar locks this silly <laughs> man and just burns right through the dial. How does she get him off toughness? Don't need to. Don't need to. Hey, you you got to give him an Oscar lock token before you can do give him an two Oscar more, lock two token regardless of dealing damage. Oh, so do you really? Oh, never you mind. don't the thing is like you don't technically submission hold him but you give him an Oscar lock by activating it. Um, so he won't be immobile unless you deal damage. But then, you know, you just you just have outwit or something. I don't know. I don't know. You just punch him. Just punch him and then do it. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, once again, another podcast where Simeon talks about Oscar. Heck yeah. I do want to say with so with this guy's trait where it says takes a max of one damage from attack, something came up um, earlier in this week where I realized a lot of people, because of the way stop clicks work, and this is completely this is, you know, X Men Rise and Fall. We're done talking about it. It's it's done. Yes, We're t- we done are. talking about it. Yes, yes. This correct. is a complete side tangent. Because of the way stop clicks tend to work which in hero clicks is you tend to deal people damage and then they hit their stop clicks and then they tend to have reducers on those stop clicks. And there's not a lot of ways to deal people damage that like multiple clicks of damage that isn't an attack, but because of the way um, stop clicks are worded and let me just pull it up real quick. So I don't get it completely wrong. Um, Essentially, when you deal damage, when you when you make an attack and you deal damage, stop clicks will stop you from clicking the dial because they are worded in such a way that that's what they stop you from clicking is that hole. Mm. So uh, when... Let me see here. Stop. Uh, so when this click is revealed due to damage taken from an opponent's attack, stop turning the dial. When this character would be healed... By regeneration or support, it's healed one less click, protected outwit, and pulse wave. Because it is worded in the way that says damage dealt from an opponent's attack, things like poison, uh, submission hold, things that just deal damage, you don't stop turning the dial for those. So just like that Herbert Wyndham guy, you won't stop turning the dial if you're using like the Oscar lock. Like if I Oscar lock somebody and they don't have a reducer and I deal them three damage and the next click is a stop click. I just blow right through that because they're not taking damage from an attack. Uh, Normally that doesn't happen because a normal poison will just click you one at a time. But other things that work like this are like anarchy bombs, uh, Mm, different stuff like that. Any like ultimate nullifier, like Calder said, anything that does damage, not from an attack and multiple. I think it was only like one. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember off the top of my yeah. head, but but yeah, no, stuff like that. I got you, man. Yeah, I got you. anything that's just dealing damage and WizKids smartly has limited the stuff that does that. But yeah, uh, it's just something to keep an eye out for, especially if you're trying to hit your own character to a stop click. Because I've right. seen a few people that are like, you know, with that new do pool, who's got those interesting clicks and stop clicks. They're like, ah, I'll just hit my own character and that's not damage from an opposing character 
So if you hit him with like yeah. a, a pen energy explosion or something, he's not going to stop. If he if mm-hmm. you crit hit, he's going to take three or whatever. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just something to be aware of with stop clicks because of the way that they tend to work normally. It seems like stop just stops the dial from turning, but most stop clicks, especially the newer ones, uh, it specifically says when taking damage from an opposing attack. So. That's my rambling, Something rambling to, tip of the week. Uh, keep in mind. All right. Well, sweet. Well, I'm done talking about Rise and Fall, so let's go ahead and jump into some listener questions. Simeon, we got some listener questions on the Discord. If you guys want to be a part of our freaking awesome Discord family, we play Bad Samaritan every Sunday at 5 o'clock, and you have a chance to win prizes for your Patreon rewards. You can do so. Be part of this awesome Discord community by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash for heroclix It's also in the link of this podcast description and this YouTube video. However you're listening to it, it's there. Trust me. Uh, this week, I got two Fulcums, which means I'm going to be giving one away if we get up to $200 on the Patreon. We are already at $141, so we only need to get $59 more on the Patreon. Um, and if you are already on the Patreon and you just want to up your pledge just for this month, just so we can give that bad boy away, that's cool because the more money you give, you get a entry for every single dollar that you donate to our Patreon. And if you just want to become a member, like hopefully this is the the time you just like, hey, this will be the straw that breaks the camel's back because we have a great time on the Discord and that's free. We also have a ton of awesome sticker designs. For those of you that like stickers, we're going to start doing some really sweet um pogs and bystander tokens that will feature the likes of the two handsomest hosts in hero clicks simeon and i so you're really going to have some great uh great stuff no matter what tier you join uh, on our patreon but seriously check that out giving away a fulcrum if we can get up to 200 dollars. so tell your friends anybody that likes the show um yeah but thank you so much guys for those that do support us because it lets uh all the cool creative stuff that we like to do lets it happen, so which is great. So, anyways, oh, and we also might be, uh, you know, those dials last week. There sure sure might be something in the works to uh, <laughs> to get them made, you know. So make some figures. So that's really cool. Anyways, there are dozens of us. Dozens. Uh, Alex on our Patreon asks, uh, "I got do to do." That being said, what positional strategy games do you like the most outside of Hero Clicks? And he says, actually, scratch that. We'll do it the way Malcolm does it. Best, worst, favorite, abstract strategy game. I re- didn't realize he said beside Heroclix, so I need to scratch off one of my answers. <laughs> uh, and now what is your turn or your go? So let's just do, you do best, I'll All do right. worst. So uh, you do favorite, so and so. I feel like I'm cheating a bit because he said abstract strategy game, but I feel like the yeah. best strategy game just has to go to chess. It's one of the longest to live. I mean, I guess there's Go, but I've never played it, so I can't really say that. Um, But chess technically is a strategy game. I'd like to say, as a not-chess player, that the highest levels of chess are more of a memorization game, because I feel like that's how... I would agree. I mean, yeah, I, I don't really care to be correct on it. Uh, or corrected, but I will say that that's my opinion of chess is that it essentially is a memorization game where uh, at the higher levels of play, as long as you know 
what openings lead to what other moves, and you've seen what previous grand champions and world champions and whatever have done. There's a finite amount of moves that you can make in chess, which is why computers are pretty decent at it. Same with Go. Uh, they can react to stuff. Things with RNG tend to be different, but technically, chess is the best. Um, sadly, I did not have a better answer either, so I said, because it has stood the test of time, uh, my answer is also chess, sadly, for best one. But I mean, it's not, um, it's not terrible. It's like, it can fun be casually. fun. Yeah. It's it fun is if fun you, casually. If you don't, if you're not like, being, know really yeah. well what you're doing, it's, it's fun. Uh, if you're not being sweaty about it, chess is really fun. <laughs> And if you actually look, if you start like looking up chess stuff on YouTube, eventually you'll get like the weirdest chess videos where it's like, here's how to play chess with portals. And it'll just be like portal markers for like your piece will go through the portal and finish its movement. You know, I'm like, oh, that's kind of neat, you know, mm. um, you know, but like instead of like a knight, because the knight jumps over and just lands on something, he'll just go to the other portal. So like playing chess with portals is like kind of a cool idea. There's another one where playing chess with like, blocks so there's just like three or four pillars on the board you know just straight up just barricades so you have to play around those you know so it's just like kind of more like hero clicks in that point where it adds something to the board as opposed to having an open board um there's also i don't know i even saw someone make like a chest that's like a globe like that's kind of oh, sure. neat it's kind of nifty yeah, there, you know like, is so i think like if you get creative with chess, chess, or, i guess yeah 40 chess or whatever um, yeah, the classic, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm playing 40 chess and you're playing normal chess or you're playing checkered, you know, like that's pretty good. So, yeah, I, um, yeah, I, I had to give it to chess and actually give me a second. I'm going to grab one of my chess sets really quick. Simeon, go ahead and answer uh, for worst. All right. For worst, just because of sheer simplicity and the fact like as a more extreme version of like chess having a finite amount of moves tic-tac-toe is a much more extreme version of that where there is not only a finite finite amount of openings and moves but if you have good strategy for tic-tac-toe both opponents have good strategy for tic-tac-toe and they know how the game works you just always end in a tie um, I have seen alternate forms of tic-tac-toe, which were a like some of them are a little bit better where you can go over opponents or there's one where you use, uh, I can't remember what exactly, but essentially like Russian nesting doll type, um, markers. And so you have like the largest and to the smallest so you can put your smallest down but then your opponent can cover your smallest with their second largest or up to their largest well like your largest can only cover things smaller than it so essentially you have one piece that can be covered by everything and one piece that can't be covered by anything so that version of tic-tac-toe was actually really interesting to me i might actually pick that one up uh seems like it actually brings a little bit of strategy of placement to it but yeah, that's that's what I think the worst is because basic wait, tic tac toe. Wait, to, way just, to steal the tic tac toe answer. Yeah, Dang, it's just man. bad. Sorry if anyone out there is like a professional tic tac toe player, but man, hey, you never know. You never know. <laughs> sure. Uh, really quickly, guys, I'm gonna read you guys the rules as chess. 
Um, as per the WizKids official made HeroClix, uh, sorry, HeroClix, excuse me, the WizKids official Team Fortress 2 chess board says the rules of chess are. So here we go. The goal of any chess game is to checkmate your opponent's king with one of your pieces. And while this sounds difficult, it can take as many as 10 moves against an advanced chess master. And remember, while most chess games will take no more than 12 to 14 minutes to complete, every minute spent playing chess will feel like a lifetime. While playing chess, try to imagine a giant calendar behind you, shedding pages while the seasons turn super fast motion. You grow a giant gray beard, and spiders cover you with cobwebs and spider eggs. Think about all the people you know who refused your invitation to play chess, and imagine them all lifting weights, being in Van Halen, and making out with each other. Okay, your imagination muscle should be in top form. Let's play some chess. Starting a game. Each player controls 16 pieces, the king, the backup king, the horse, the stand-up ashtray, the bottle opener, and eight pieces of packing material. Place the king and backup king as close to the center of the board as possible. Place the ashtray and bottle opener in a convenient place, in case you need them. Hide the horse somewhere on your person. You'll want to surprise your opponent with it later. The packing material can be disposed of in any nearby trash receptacle. Movement. Any piece can be moved at any time to any square you like. Who's going to tell you different? Your opponent? The fat piece of He's an idiot. Don't listen to him. After you have moved a piece, or several pieces, or all the pieces, any place you like, when your opponent says something, pick up the backup king and tap him in the forehead with it until he shuts up. Did he do anything about it? Yeah, that's what we thought. Anyway, it's his turn. Go watch some TV. The end game. At some point, your opponent will come looking for you. Since it's been an hour and you haven't come back yet, they will find you in a den eating a sandwich and watching Guy Fieri deep fry spaghetti on the Food Network. While this is almost a textbook definition of not interesting, compared to chess, it will be a shot of pure adrenaline to your opponent's heart. You will now sit down on the couch and ask for half of your sandwich. You will then pull out the horse from your pocket, throw it at him, and yell, no, checkmate. And those are the rules of chess. Uh... As from the Team Fortress 2 WizKids brand chess set that they made in Man. 2013. I have to imagine that was the Team Fortress 2 team that wrote that. Because Oh, it absolutely was. If you look at any of their um, blog articles and stuff when they were like in top shape making like funny content, it was definitely the TF2 team that made that. But I'll totally believe that it was the NECA sculptors and everything that did everything else because yeah, it is good. pretty good looking. <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty funny. It's America's number one chess-themed hat simulator. So I quite enjoy it. It's one of my favorite things I own just because anything TF2-related is just, like, great for me. And if you guys want to see my review of this chess set, it's on our YouTube channel somewhere in our back catalogs of videos. I don't even know if it's in unboxings or not, but... Uh, yeah, it's a WizKids product, so I unboxed it. I thought it was pretty fun. But yeah, no, it's great. Anyways, my worst. Um, and I guess, I don't know if I'm going to say worst is an objectively worst or more uh, least favorite for these quote-unquote positional strategy games. Well, number one, I don't play a lot of strategy games. Like, besides Hero Clicks, I don't really, don't really play a whole bunch of strategy games. I honestly don't play a lot of board games in general besides the select few that I enjoy playing. So as I am stalling for time to try to think of a game that I think is bad that is also a strategy game that is not tic-tac-toe, I will just instead keep talking and seeing if I can think of a positional game. I don't know, Checkers, I guess. Checkers is boring, right? Like, you got to be like, Checkers is just oh, boring. 
You know what? You know? Sometimes I would boot up Assassin's Creed 3 just to walk to the shoreline where like the the shipping dudes hung out and played checkers. I would I would literally boot up Assassin's Creed 3 just like I would uh Red Dead Redemption to play poker every now and then just to play checkers because I actually I actually do enjoy checkers. Um but it's a much faster paced game and again okay. just like chess I imagine at a certain point, if you know which moves and which openings and like the the several steps in will like ensure a win, it's much more boring at that point. But from yeah. like just like chess, if you take it with like a, I don't know, if if you just play it for fun and you're just having actually fun. memorizing yeah. anything. I feel like once memorization is there, then like the, the actual I strategy think, is kind of gone. I think what comes into play is just, and why I said it was boring, is that at the very least, uh, chess seemingly has more strategy to it because things do different things, you know? Um, which is why I like hero clicks because no two games are the same, you know? Like they, every piece does different things, which is fun and cool. Um, but like checkers is like, yeah. we move. Or, hey, we can hop over that guy. We can hop over that guy. Also, the randomness of dice is cool. Which, but yeah, just like, which is why I, I again, I know that like not everyone agrees with me on this, but I think Heroclix is inherently a harder game to master than chess. Uh, I shouldn't say that because chess relies on you memorizing a lot of stuff. Heroclix doesn't quite, but because you have to be able to adapt to new situations, like, oh, I crit miss on this. Whereas in chess, it's like, I move like this and I take this piece. So you can think multiple steps ahead. In Heroclix, you have to prepare for the the occasional misses and your opponent occasionally hitting in like better ways. You know, if they crit hit a pulse wave, it's like, well, I knew they were going to pulse wave, didn't realize they were going to crit hit it, that actually makes what I have to do change a lot. Uh, that's why I think Heroclix is a much more like shifting strategy game than uh, a more static one like Checkers Chess. Absolutely. But what is your what is your favorite positional right. strategy game? So I have a shout out for Reversi and Othello, which sure. again, once you have good strategy unless you're playing somebody with good strategy, this pretty much comes down to knowing which moves to take because Reversi and Othello are... I'm not going to get too into it, but essentially if you can take the corners, quote-unquote take the corners, you'll likely take the majority of the board and that's how you win because the corners are the only squares that you can't actually take from your opponent. Reversi is... Uh, Reversi slash Othello. It's the same game as far as I can tell. Um, it's a game where you can steal pieces from your opponent and then they can steal them back depending on uh, placement of their pieces. So once you get the corner, there's nowhere for your opponent to like set their piece. So it's kind of like a waiting game, seeing if like your opponent will misstep while trying to force them into positions where like you don't want to like get into the corner too fast and then they take it and have it the whole game. But yeah, it's it's fine, it's fun, but it's a if you play it fast paced, it's it's much more fun than if you sit there and like plan out a strategy because the actual strategy is pretty simple of that game. Um that was my nice shout out to that one though. My actual favorite strategy game is Spades. 
and uh, kind of goes along with poker. Is that a so, positional strategy, though? Yes, like, it is, because you, is it? you sit around a is table it? with cards. No, so I don't think so. I don't think that should count. And, that does uh, not count. I believe it does. Alex, can we get a ruling on this? No, that does not count. It's a card counts. game, man. Hey, thanks, board from the future. No position in the Discord. Uh, Gosh. <laughs> no, just like Whatever. poker. So when I was younger, I thought poker was entirely about who got luckier and pulled the right cards. But as I've gotten into poker lately, uh, I I don't play. I'm still not. I'm not a poker player. I just really enjoy watching it. Just like I enjoy learning like the the meta game of magic without having to participate in it. I really enjoy the the detail work in poker, the uh, strategy in poker, because it really doesn't come down to the cards. It comes down to reading your opponent's bets, reading your opponent's, like, the whole uh, reading body language or, like, finding tells is kind of a Hollywood thing from what I can tell. There's not really, like, a, oh, he blinked twice. He always blinks twice when he's got ace of spades. Like, I don't think that's a real thing. Uh, at I least mean, it would be really maybe hard not like to a, pick up in not a poker like a, game. A, Twitch or anything, but I know I have very obvious tells, oh, which is yeah, why I can't I mean, if lie. you if you smile like really like you can't help but smile every time you get good cards, that'd be an yeah. obvious tell. But you also wouldn't yeah. be on like World Series poker TV. That's true. If I'm you watching. did do that, yeah, there's um, no way. But this is a long-winded way of saying uh, poker essentially comes down to knowing like knowing the cards that could be left between what is played what like the dealer has laid down what you have in your hand and what your opponents bet so like if they bet on the river uh you can almost usually if they didn't bet on uh oh, man i don't want to go into it this much but essentially yeah, if they, if they checked when they got their cards so they didn't bet when they got their cards you could be like all right they either have like a small pair or they have like you know some sort of straight they're trying to working for and then the river comes and they don't bet on that then you're like all right they probably didn't make a pair there but alternatively they could just be like underplaying their hand so yeah, that that's another thing you were just like so it could be this but it also could be this so yeah. it could actually be nothing that's why it's so, such a good yeah let's not get into it yeah let's not get so into much strategy that. to it like an endless uh, like thing but spades is essentially that except you don't have yeah, to I've played shapes before and yeah. yeah i find spades endlessly fun because if if we're saying card games kind of strategy then i do have a worse game besides chess but keep going Oh, solitaire is that it, is it no 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 uh, um i'll let you finish your thought no, here I'll just, and I'll spades back. is really fun uh essentially okay. you know just like a lot of other board and card games you're less it's less of you trying to win and more of you trying to make one of your opponents lose and that's just always fun for me if you've got a good group of people like good humored people uh it's always fun to just like really force all like the points because it's like golf rules it's really fun to force all of the points on one person and just like all but a few of the points because in spades you don't want everyone one person to get all the points but yes that is my favorite strategy game is spades the okay. favorite positional strategy game yeah not position though position yourself before you begin playing 
Once again, though, no, yeah, no. Anyways, um, so if we're saying those count, which they don't, um, my least favorite game is uh, Pitch. You know what Pitch is, Simeon? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what Pitch is? I can't stand it. That's what yeah. all the old people, that's what my family likes to play. It's I cannot stand Pitch. I hate it. It's not fun. It has an arcane uh, point system slash teamwork aspect of it that I freaking hate so much because it's like oh and and they'll play for money at the bar in town and i'm like guys i thought the old person game was supposed to be like bridge or something and and but no it's pitch and my family plays every christmas and and i just you could not pay me money to care about pitch the only reason i ever play it is because i know my parents will eventually die and i should spend time with them that is the only thing that ever makes me even think about playing pitch and I know that sounded dark, but seriously, that's it. So when my dad is, it's like 11 p.m. It's like 11 o'clock at night. And he's like, hey, let's play a card game. And I'm like, sure, can we play anything but pitch? And he's like, well, I kind of wanted to play pitch. I'm like, I guess so, fine. We can play pitch, but holy, <laughs> oh my gosh, I cannot express in words without making this an R-rated podcast how much I hate the game of pitch. Gosh, it sucks. Anyways, for favorite positional strategy games, uh, I wrote down because I had to cross off Hero Clicks because it's the only one I really care about. I instead wrote Hero Scape, which is sort of like Hero Clicks, but not really. Do you know what Hero Scape is, Simeon? Yes. Okay. Um, so I've never played it, but I, I've seen the figures and stuff while like looking for Mage Knight, and it's around that same era of like Mage Knight and stuff. It was tile-based maps, right? Yes. So. That was probably my favorite part of it um, was that it had these weird hexagonal uh, interlocking tiles that had water tiles, lava tiles, rock tiles, and most common like grass or ice tiles, stuff like that. Some tiles had rules, I think, which was cool. Um, and it was always a draft pick. So you would just you would just choose your armies and you would, it wasn't really a point total, but it was some kind of total you built to. It might have been points, I guess. Um, and you chose... Uh, your armies for it and a lot of the time there'd be like maybe a one person army leader but then if you chose like random agents you would get like four of them and you get like a whole squad so it was all draft based you like you and your buddy you know put all your figures together and you drafted every single game it had like a d20 to see who went first and then the dice for attacking were kind of like how a lot of board where it's dice that have a hit sign a miss sign or just a blank you basically you just rolled a ton of dice to see whether or not you hit or got a blank. Um, they had cards for the figures that were these. And these sucked. I did hate this aspect of it. There were the, these weird hexagonal cards, but it was like a bump, a bump, a bump. I don't know how to explain how the cards looked, but they sucked. Um, but they fit, so you would you could move them into the map grid, and they would eventually all like even out. But I would have still preferred a little square rectangle card or whatever. But anyways, and the cards had their stats and everything, so it was sort of like hero clicks in that regard, but whenever they took damage, since there wasn't a dial, um, you just gave them a hurt marker, and once they had enough hurt markers, they died. The only character whose stats that I remembered changed with a hurt marker was, like, the Hulk. Um, they also had, like, D&D-style rules where you could walk away from somebody, but they got to attack you for free. Um, my favorite characters were, like, Red Skull, because he could, like, dust of death and just, like, kill somebody. 
if like if you you roll a d20 and if you got a 19 or 20 he would just he would kill you but that was the only thing he could do that turn and i was like this is so gnarly um so yeah they made a marvel expansion had captain america red skull thanos dr doom iron man the hulk and like spider-man and maybe wolverine and maybe one other villain i can't remember but yeah i got i paid like 30 bucks for my marvel starter which also came with some random stuff because i got it from a garage sale so that was really cool and then i used to have a buddy who had like the big castle and a few other characters and there was just like one gaming convention where i spent just all day playing heroescape and i knew the rules some of the other guys didn't know the rules so like we fudged some parts you know there were also runes you could have that i did not even know existed but Basically, it was just it was a really fun game. And I, I could still at the drop of a hat, I would play Heroescape like that again because it is super. I still have all my figures for it and everything just because like, why would I get rid of them, you know? But like Heroescape yeah. is like genuinely a super fun game. Someday worth they're either worth nothing or worth like an oddly expensive amount. Um, (laughs) last year or sorry, not last year, but two years ago at Gen Con, I saw they were playing it. and I wanted to get in and play it, but it was like Heroclix tournament style. And they were like, oh. Um, here's this is why Gen Con kind of sucks. You need to buy a ticket before you play anything. You can't just like walk up and play. So, and that to be fair, it's just because they didn't have like battle royale stuff like how Heroclix has. Because obviously in Heroclix tournaments, you do, you need to do the same. You have to sign up and whatever. But they didn't have like any fun games or pickup games or like battle royale style games for Heroescape. So it was just like, yeah, sorry, all the spots are full. Um, sucks to suck. And I'm like, okay, fine. Like that's fair, I guess. Here looks does the same thing for nationals. Have you ever but, played like, cribbage? It's cool. Speaking of, I've not played not played cribbage. No, okay. I'm sure there are card games I would hate more than pitch. <laughs> the only reason I, I hate pitch so much is my, more than pitch. My family constantly wants to play it, right? So, like because that's what they enjoy doing, and I don't like playing it. Um, cribbage so yeah, is one it's of the only those reason I hate where pitch. I I don't actually enjoy playing it that much, but I enjoy teaching new people how to play it. Because it truly sure. sounds like it's nonsensical ramblings, and you're just making it up as you go. You'll be like, "Ah, you got two jigs this turn. Very good. That's three points." Or like, you know, weird stuff like that. And there's, what the hell? Yeah, uh, there's it's like so many. There. There's so many minute like little rules. Um, essentially, yeah, I don't even want to get into cribbage because it's so hard to explain, but. Yeah, there's a ton of different ways to get points in cribbage. There's, all right. I want to say a hundred different ways, but yeah, every time you have to be like, oh, you actually got more points because you did this, and then you're uh, the people you're trying to teach how to play it. They're just like, uh huh. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. Anyways, um, next up we got questions from Bill. Bill, uh, he says we're gonna talk about some pet peeves here, guys. So basically, what is a particular pet peeve you have? He said it could be her hero hooks related or not, so we're gonna at least do a hero hooks one. But for him, he says it's Americans that care about the British royal family. I find it uh, very annoying, and I, I personally agree. I do not care what any government official slash royalty is doing in any country. I hate that we're like, ooh, there's a baby, and I'm like, that's just. To be fair, I hate that when anyone is like, oh man, who's J Lo dating now, or like whatever. Yeah, and it's like celebrities in general. I don't care. Yeah, any like celebrity. Um, what is it called? Tabloid stuff like that. I just don't care about in general. But seeming, can you give me a hero clicks pet peeve? Yeah. So I'll, I actually, all of mine kind of go together. Oh, nice. Nice. Not really, but kind of. Uh, I really don't like people that wear cowboy hats or boots. Yeah. Uh, people, pet that, peeve uh, people that ask to concede and then are like, oh, no, I actually just wanted to. Okay. Okay. Real big pet peeve. Okay. 
<laughs> okay. No, uh, actual right. pet peeves. People who roll their dice excessively. I've only run into this a few times. It's usually with like much younger kids, um, and it's it's hard to get mad at a kid because they're just having fun, and that's fine. Uh, actually, I've never actually gotten mad at a kid while playing Hero Clicks, but um, there's actually adults who do it almost to the same extent. And this is like someone who's already determined that they're going to attack, and they just start shaking their dice, and then they keep looking around the board as if they like might want to change something and then like a minute goes by and they've been shaking their dice this whole time anyone who shakes mm. their dice excessively you ain't gotta make that noise my, like bro. Peeve list i'm like can you can you just not shake them or just roll them or like one or the other don't like that's build the suspense for two minutes please i i will agree with you i don't focus on that too much i would say it's most annoying when they have a dice cup and it's like rattling oh, especially sure. if the dice cup is like plastic or like metal and it's like rattling around and you're like okay okay that's super loud man please stop super annoying um, i have a i have like gotcha. an urn that i should i could just throw dice in there i should urn? just start taking that to, to your Don't. it's Don't. ridiculously large do be not um to go along with excessive dice shaking, uh, people who swap dice out as if, as if that does anything, uh, you know, unless you have a loaded set of dice, swapping dice out because one set is unlucky or whatever, it's I'm fine with it. But if you do um, it to an excessive amount where you're like, ah, oh, these ones rolled bad, ah, oh, these ones rolled bad, none of these dice can roll well. I'm like, well, you know, that's just how odds happen to like play. That's you know, the way it happens. Dice enough, you'll, you'll I will roll say low sometimes. one thing where it was like when I rolled three crit misses in a row, I, I changed dice. And I know that's like a bad superstitious thing to do. But I think, you know, I'm just going to say it because it was me. I think I was justified in switching my <laughs> dice when I rolled three crit misses in a row. You know, like I'm I like, I know it's if you, dice. If you I know it's not it once per game in a casual. Yeah, game. once per game. Yeah. If you find yourself reaching for dice for like a third what I, or fourth time. What I really hate is people that have a bunch of dice or have like, oh, this is my super senses dice. or This is my whatever. Right. They're single D6 dice. Yeah. I really hate it when they have like, these are the dice for Spider-Man and these are my Hulk dice. And I'm like, cool. Uh. Don't use them for every time they that character makes an attack. Instead, just choose one pair of dice and just use those, please. Um, because when they have like four or five pairs of dice for every character on their team, very annoying. You just have to gift that person a Marvel set of dice. Be like, these are your Marvel ones, and then these are your DC ones. Um, yeah, yikes. And then people who get physically mad during casual games. Because, uh, you know, like, so this goes along with people who have to swap dice because like they they you know rolled really low multiple times in a row um and this is like you know i it's a pet peeve of mine but it's not something that i judge people on it's just something that just it, it annoys me but i i understand that not everyone is built the same some people get frustrated a lot easier and so it doesn't make me mad or make me annoyed with the person but it is a pet peeve if you start cursing and shouting and like slamming things because of dice rolls while we're playing a casual yeah, game. Yeah, that's pretty lame. Uh, it just seems in poor taste and I, I like my venues to be open and accepting to people and if there's a newer player that's like walking around looking at something and they see that, it tends to turn people off. You know, you don't <laughs> like being around, most people don't like being around loud, angry, slam people. All right.
Is that is that your hero whose pet peeves then, Simeon? Yeah, that's all I could really think about. Okay. As far nice. as hero quest goes. Um, quick like mini pet peeve, and this is for people that do trading on Facebook. People that don't leave feedback. Pretty simple one, you know. Um, I've done hundreds of trades, at least probably 200 trades or so on Facebook, and I have like 30 feedback. You know, really sucks because then it's like, I don't know. I just I want that feedback. I want that high, high number. And, you know, when I was just when they just started feedback a few years ago and I was trying to get it and people wouldn't leave it, it really sucked because you had to like really harp on them to ask. So if you guys do any trading at all and you don't know what feedback is, go join the group HeroClix Trade Feedback. And that's all you got to do. Read the rules. Super simple. Every time you trade, take a picture of the box and the figures go under their name, they're alphabetized in the section, and just you can tag them, you can just type their name out and be like, yo, Calder Ness, plus one feedback, fast shipper, you know, you could be like, yo, negative even, one feedback, yeah. slow shipper, because that's all just just you as actually, important, if not more important, actually, you actually uh, to leave negative feedback. You're supposed to do so, negative feedback until oh, you no. contact an admin. Okay, uh, well, so yeah, you have to try and contact an admin, because if someone is scamming people, you've got to fix that, or especially yeah. if they do some some little wacky business practices on there, you gotta fix that. So that's huge, because then you can help other people. Or if you know someone is like, yo, this dude sent extras, because some people will do that. They'll be like, I've got so many extra hero clicks, I'll just pop in a few more, you know, for like padding almost. That was cool, he sent me extras, he didn't have to, went above and beyond, maybe got you even faster shipping, maybe shipped with UPS instead of USPS, you know? So like all those things are cool and you should, you should always leave feedback. Uh, Gameplay wise, favorite thing any Heroclix player does ever is start to tell me what my turn is going to be. Um, that may sound weird to you, but let me explain it to you. They'll be taking their turn, and they'll go, you'll probably uh, charge with Captain America, um, so I should place here. Do um, I get anything yeah, if I, play, if if I, I name there, which character? Or, I'm sorry. Do I get anything if I name which person no, in your personal no. life probably does this? <laughs> No, you know, you're not allowed. No, but like, that's so annoying. Like, hey, how about I just take my turn? Don't read my mind and tell me what my turn is going to be. Okay. You know, don't try to be like, if I move knight to yeah, b5. You're not Joseph. You'll you'll take bishop to b5 and then it'll put me in whatever. And it's like, nah, dude. It's, it's, you don't have Yeah, you're not energy. Joseph. Yeah, you can't tell what I'm going to do. Yeah, it's just, it's super annoying. And it's like, hey, you take your turn. I'll take my turn. Sound good. We won't tell each other how we're going to play or we're not going to try to guess how we're going to play. All right. Just keep that in your mind. Um, and, and it's OK if you want to like talk through what your turn is going to be. But I don't need to hear you tell me what you think my turn is going to be. That's super annoying. It's super annoying. It makes me think like I am a, a simpleton that you'll know exactly yeah. what I'm going to do. And like, you're, it's just, just, you're not it's not a worthy opponent. You're just a simple roadblock. This person must get past. Right. Like that sounds sucks, yeah. like, that sounds like so, a tournament only kind of thing. But Hopefully pretty much a tournament only you wouldn't much, do that in yeah. casual either yeah it's super annoying um that's about it for hero clicks pet peeves i have um people that you know kind of the same to Simeon. people that would like, shout and get really loud like i will get loud to be fair i get loud in the heat of the moment i do and i've had people tell me like you got to calm down but i'm like a funny loud some people are like a weird loud and, you know, I'm not saying that because I'm biased towards myself, but it's just sort of like true where it's like, a, hey, man, it's kind of weird. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll, I'll get loud and I'll do weird stuff. And it is just as weird as other people. Um, but anyways, yeah, like I, I don't like it when people get too crazy loud. 
or shout. And I hate when people like um, slam anything on the table, slam their fist, slam a figure, or when people are like, maybe the game is like pretty much over and you're, they're just waiting for you to kill the rest of their figures and they're just sort of like slap their figures down. And it's like, yeah, I know. It's not fun to lose, but come on, man. Um, so like, yeah. Oh, dice cups. And people slam the dice cup like it's the hammer of God Thor is striking thunder to the table. Dice cup. Holy crap. Stop. Stop. Yes. Just sort of set it down. Don't freaking slam the whole effing table, dude. Dice yeah. cups annoy me. Personally, any way that you roll dice that isn't with your hands annoys the heck out of me. That is a personal pet peeve. I get that people like dice cups, and I get it that when I chuck my dice on the table, they'll fly and fall off the edge. I'll, I would prefer that 1,010 times more than playing against someone with a dice cup. That is so annoying. In a dice tower, I want to take a baseball bat and I want to smash your freaking dice tower. That is so... Blink, 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 blink. It's not a game of Plinko. It's hero click. <laughs> Grab him with your hand, be a man, and chuck your bones, all right? See. Throw the dice at the table. Hate that stuff. Hate it. See, my pet oh, peeves are like less of me having personal issues with people and more of just like things that kind of like make my brain itch. But I'm like, I like, I, I accept people who do them. Yours sound like you physically want to remove the person from the venue. <laughs> I do, I do. It's true though. Like, it gets to me, bothers me. But then I'm just, I'm a naturally angry person. Simeon's a very emotionless void man, That's true. so it makes, it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, yeah, you can see it in my everything <laughs> in your um, eyes. All right. So then we've that got was non. Non-hero clicks, pet peeves. Uh, so in real life, mm -hmm. things that I have uh, like in these, I actually I do take umbrage with because most of these are driving things, and when you're driving, you have no personal attachment to the person. You're never gonna see him again, likely. Yeah, I feel you know, super like bad. Fleeting, it's a fleeting moment of your life, which is a like allows you to push so much anger onto the person, and and I really appreciate that the universe has gifted me with that, just being able to like focus all of my anger onto this this like uh elderly woman driving her subaru in front of me oh, geez, five miles yeah. under the speed limit kind of thing uh no that actually that doesn't usually bother me uh almost never i'm usually actually the person going like exactly the speed limit that people hate especially in omaha uh but one thing that is a huge pet peeve is when i get up to an intersection and you know you've got like a four-way stop kind of situation and you'll pull up to that intersection and someone was clearly there like before you or whatever and you'll stop and you'll look at them because you're waiting for them to go and then they start waving you and i'm like who gave you the authority to tell me when to go through this intersection like i get it they're trying to be kind but who are what kind of traffic cop are you waving me through this intersection like go ahead child I'm telling you to go and you must listen to me because I began waving. I'm like, first of all, just learn how to do a four-way stop. Learn how to learn how to do intersections and like four-way stops. And then none of this is necessary. But second of all, do not wave me. Do not assume that like, oh, this person doesn't know how to drive. I better motion so that they know what to do and i'm like yes my intention is to go through this intersection at some point i was just waiting for you because it doesn't seem like you know how to drive and so i'm worried you may hit me uh but yeah that's 
as you can tell, huge pet okay. peeve. Don't wave okay. at me. Okay. Or don't wave. Feel free to wave at me. Don't wave me through traffic is what I mean. Uh, anyone who, like, tries to direct me through traffic. And this works when I'm, like, walking. Like, if I'm a pedestrian and I stop at a crosswalk and you're in a vehicle, never wave me through the crosswalk. I have stopped oh, because man. your vehicle is much faster than my legs. That's why we have vehicles, because they are much faster than legs. So when you stop at a crosswalk and you wave me, you're now putting this pressure on me where I'm like, to walk oh, I don't want to be slow for this person, so I better like sprint across this crosswalk. But normally, yeah, it's like if I wanted to cross, I would have just walked in front of your vehicle and got hit or not. But then you're so not, I you feel know. like whether or not you uh, you wave and stuff like that is depends on how you feel about it. So I like it when people wave me through because sometimes you'll like pull up to a four way stop at like an awkward amount of time when someone else does. And you're like, I don't really know hmm. where we're at right now. So like, you know, if they wave me through, I'm like, OK, cool. Or I wave them through just so we're not sitting there forever, you know, because sometimes it'll be like an awkward amount of time passes. And it's like one of us should go, but we don't know which one. And wave them through kind of like start moving and forward. Then, and then we both time, go and it's like ah oh, now I feel like, dumb. Oh, yeah. Well you were going. No, you were going. That's fine. Yeah. So like stuff like that, I'm waving through. Um when don't people like, like it, though. Are, are like I still walking. Don't like being told. I don't I like to uh I think I hate it when people keep walking in front of my car when I'm awkwardly close. That makes me slam on the brakes. That's what I hate. Is when people like Oh, when they like walk up walking. to the edge of the uh crosswalk. Yeah. Like yes. as if they're and gonna then, just walk and into like, the street. You, see yeah. me. you know how fast this car is going. You know it's a thirty-five mile an hour street if we're in town or whatever. You know that I'm like, and then they then they walk slow. Um, it bothers the heck out of me, and it, it bothers me even more when they jaywalk and do that. If it was at least at a stop sign, it'd be fine. One time I did it, and I waited till the lady was in the middle, and so then I drove past her, and she like threw her hands up and like flipped me off, and then I pumped my brakes, unrolled the window, and said, "There's no stop sign. There's no crosswalk." In South Dakota, if you if you if you hit somebody that is jaywalking, you're fine. Fun fact in South Dakota because they're breaking the law. You're free to go. So yeah, you're free to go. So but you like you got so mad. I'm oh, like, well hilarious. then hey, go to a crosswalk. You know. So I have and, I have both the jaywalk, crosswalk but I'll dilemma. Run, I'll run so fast if I'm jaywalking. You have no clue. I'm like a freaking. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, yeah, on 24th Street here in Omaha. Um, no one that's listening will understand what this is, but Scott it's Scott Porter a, will understand, and he's definitely he might. listening. He might. He sure might if he's uh, still listening. Although it's on the opposite end of Millard slash uh, Extra West Omaha, so Twenty um, Fourth Street is it's like a a giant market slash I don't know. It's it's a chain of like old style businesses that are like still in business. There's like just a ton of marketplace kind of stuff going on down there. Uh-huh. And there's diagonal parking along both sides. People will both U-turn in the middle of like the street to park on the other side and then once parked, they will exit their vehicle and then just cross the street while there's always like the, the entire length of 24th Street there's a stop sign and a crosswalk at the end of every block. So no matter where you park, at most, you have to walk a block to cross the street. But people will just dart between their uh, diagonally parked cars into traffic. 
and most of the time, almost the only time I'm down there is in my work truck, and it's much more difficult to drive trucks down like these like tight roads and stuff than my actual car. And when people just like dart out in front of you and then they act like all surprised that a vehicle's coming, and I'm like, no, I'm where I'm supposed to be on the road. You are also in the road, but not at a crosswalk. So like, you are the one that is in the wrong spot. Right. Yeah. Um, <sighs> but there's yeah, there's that, and then <laughs> uh, that's that's actually mostly just it. Yeah, just people okay. as far as jaywalking goes. Uh, that and then Omaha also just got like scooters, those those silly scooters that you can pay with an app to ride. Oh my And gosh, those people dude. will, you know, don't I don't know what those scooters those get up to, thing. but they'll be going like 15 yeah, miles yeah. an hour up to a crosswalk yeah. and then hit their brakes. Yeah. And to me, it looks like they're just going to, like, I have no idea what the capability of those things are, but it looks like they're just going to fly into traffic. And so yeah. I've seen lots of cars like hit their brakes really hard because people ride like right up to the ramp where the crosswalk begins and then hit their brake. I'm like, you should probably brake, I don't know, a foot back because you're not going to go into the street until it tells you to. Scooters. Yeah, man. Um, okay, so for my, for my real life pet peeves, um, this one bothers me more than it more than it should. Um, but it's when people cut me in line. I don't know why, but that that bothers me to high heaven, man. Um, where to the point where now, whenever someone cuts me, I'll say like really loudly and sort of obnoxiously, like, "Yeah, go ahead. I don't mind waiting." Stuff like that, you know. <laughs> Just because like if they turn around, like, what are you gonna do? You gonna fight That's me? So passive aggressive. Oh, dude, absolutely, <laughs> man. That's the uh, Nest family way. Passive aggressivism is like what we do best. So like, yeah, dude, because I was at a gas station one time and I was clearly like next in line for the thing. And the guy like has just walked in from outside and he walks like straight to the register. And I was like, yeah, no problem. I don't mind waiting, you know. Um, so, yeah, dude, I, I cannot stand it when people <laughs> cut me in line. It, it bothers the heck out of me. Um, I'll also do that whenever um, people are going down the aisle in a grocery store and they knock something off the shelf. And I'll be like, I don't work here, but I'll pick it up. And then I'll pick it up and I'll put it back on the shelf. You know, yeah. if they like walk past it without I doing do it. I do that with trash. If someone, if someone just like tosses trash down, I'll be like, oh, no worries. I was heading to the trash can. And then I'll pick it up and just like yeah. watch them and like walk I, off while staring at them. Possibly. Yeah, and people that things. like uh, throw garbage out of their car as they're driving bothers the heck out of me. It too. happens it's way disgusting. too often around me. Way like, too often. Do you well, not have respect for yourself, for your well, community, here's for, the for your country that you want to live? There's trash cans bothers me. everywhere. Gas At stations, every gas station ever. Parks, almost anywhere you park your vehicle, yeah. which you will do at a point, uh, Trust there's me, a will. trash can there. And yeah, so like anyone who tosses anything out of like a vehicle, I'm like, unless it's a banana peel or something that will decompose yeah. and be good for the environment, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's that's kind of just. I don't even know if that's right. a pet peeve. That's just like being a decent. I've person seen someone throw like don't litter a can of coke just out. Don't and I'm litter. Just like, oh, Why gross, would man. you? Yeah, don't litter. Don't litter. It sucks. Like if it's, I went into your lame. house and just started spitting and throwing stuff around, like I was like, oh, I had all this extra lint in my pocket and just like sprinkled it on your tables and then spit on your table. Would you be like, oh yeah, that's fine. That's what I do. Like no, you'd be like, what? <laughs> what is wrong with your brain? Uh, yeah. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, another big pet peeve, and I, people aren't gonna like me for this one, and that's okay. I, I'm okay with people not liking I feel me. Like it's we're fine. On a roll. Um, we are on a roll. But, um, at least three people. Yeah, so uh, really quick, I will say my biggest pet peeve is playing pitch. Cannot stand that game, just to bring it back. Just to bring it back to pitch. Biggest pet peeve at any family gathering is when they say, let's play a game, and they say pitch. Cannot stand it. Uh, we have one last question. I'm just proud it's of Calder quick. for not saying anything that I've done this episode, because I've done a lot, and none of those were his pet peeves. Yep. So I'm, I'm proud no. of him. No, no, yeah. No, you're fine. You're good. Um, last one is from Warbird, aka Mark, on our Discord server. So, with the half-arched themes from recent sets, who's missing that you want to see in Empire? So, there's, you know, a lot of figures that, to me, there weren't any themes I was excited for in any of these last sets besides Captain America. And the themes they did, you know, or whatever. So, Simeon, tell me, what what themes do you want to be filled out in yeah. uh, in Empire? Because I don't really have a specific character in mind, yeah, themes are all I can really think of. So I really like the Accuser core. Um, like, that's Ronan, the Accuser, and, like, the Kree. I actually, I think Ronan is one of, like, the cooler, this Ronan the Kree Accuser, not Ronan the uh, sometimes Hawkeye, sometimes other people person. Um, but I think he's, like, one of the more interesting because he's kind of like a religious zealot kind of like a ultra justice paladin i i don't like super lawful good he's like one of those people that's hard to like but he, that makes him a really interesting character because he's like bound by his code and stuff and it's just interesting when writers write about him uh but to go along with ronin the accuser not the uh hooded person uh the annihilators um so that was you know that was Beta Ray Bill, I think Quasar, I can't remember if Silver Surfer, I'm pretty sure he was part of it, and like Doctor Strange, I don't know. There's a set of them. Uh, we haven't had that keyword in Heroclix in quite a while. It'd be cool to have it as a sub-theme a sub to get like a full new set of them. Um, and then to go along with the Annihilators, the Annihilist Swarm would be really cool, and to go along with that... The Cancerverse characters, we've never gotten those, and that would be kind of neat. Cancerverse characters could kind of be like the Trinity War Sins, where it's like a one-off thing. No one really cares about them, but I mean... Oh, sure. They they were a important moment in comic book history for a hot second there. And, uh, you know, we got Null and... Well, arguably Null's more important, but we, we got like Screech and Ryum and Venner, whatever those symbiotes are called. Uh, all three of them, I think. Oh, we got sure. Yeah, those are the um, right. Think, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Doppelganger. Uh, Is that not? Were those the right I don't remember. I mean, uh, no. <laughs> just as important as the Cancerverse characters, though. Surely. Uh, sure, Simeon. Sure. Um, so, yeah, uh, I want them to basically flesh out Warp World. I want, and by that I mean I only care about the Soldier Supreme. So hopefully, even if it's a chase, it's fine. I'm buying an Empire, so I'm okay with it. But uh, I want to see that for sure in Empire. I assume those chases will also be Warp World, but it'll be the 
all the other ones. So like the Iron Hammer, that's Iron Man and Thor, the Arachnite, Spider-Man and Moon Knight, uh, etc. The ones that are non-X-Men based. And then the, you know, I've talked at length about how the Captain America set is an Avengers and the Masters of Evil set. And that's really all it is. It's definitely not a Captain America theme set, especially when you take for account the amount of Iron Man characters and sub-characters that are also in the set. So it's not a Captain America set. It's an Avengers and Masters of Evil set slash Thunderbolt set, which is, once again, my disappointment is immeasurable. My day is ruined, and I hate myself more and more every day knowing that I own the complete Captain America and the Avengers set. Um, it's a spit in my face, WizKids, for just the set list alone. But anyways... Um, one of the sub-themes, or what they said was a sub-theme, was people that have wielded the shield. So, um, except they had an incredibly small number of them, and they were all characters who we had all seen in Heroclix before, except for one that was as Captain America. So, Isaiah Bradley, Falcon, and then Steve Rogers were the only Captain Americas we got in the set, along with Peggy Carter as the Ultra Chase, um, being the only new character as Captain America that we had never seen before. This sucks because we don't get a Bucky as Captain America. Instead, we get our millionth Winter Soldier. So it sucks that we don't get a new Bucky, which, once again, it's been five years since we had Bucky, or when, when that set came out. And it's been over, or about at 10 or so, maybe nine years since we had Bucky as Captain America, who, to me, is the only character that's taken the mantle of Captain America that has, without a doubt, done the best because, you know, Falcon only suffers from it because he uh, he got put in a bad storyline. He had Axis happen. Like, he just had a bad run. It just sucked that Falcon had to have just bad storylines and had to have Axis make him a bad guy, right? You know, so that just sucked for Falcon's run as Cap. But, like, Bucky was just an amazing Captain America. He struggled with it. He didn't understand how the shield worked, like, the dynamics. That made Bucky really interesting. We also didn't get, you know, characters that were important to the S.H.I.E.L.D., so, like, U.S. Agent or John Walker as Captain America. We also didn't get, like, the Spirit of 76 as Captain America or the Patriot as Captain America. Those guys were Captain America in World War II. We also didn't get Jack Monroe as Bucky and vice versa, the person, I forget his real name, but he eventually changes his name and gets plastic surgery to be Steve Rogers and look like Steve Rogers, but he was the commie smasher Captain America in the 1950s. So that's how they retroactively explained why Captain America still had comics coming out in the 50s, but when the Avengers found him in ice, they say it happened at the end of World War II, they retcon it to be like it was Jack Monroe and then that guy. So there's like five or six other people that have been Captain America that we don't get as Captain America in a, oh yeah, Captain America and the Avengers set. So it's not going to be filled out in Empire, but that's still just my biggest pet peeve. When you say one of your sub-themes is going to be characters that have wielded the shield, and you make Falcon, who we already have, with the same sculpt, Isaiah Bradley, who we already have, but fine, he's cool, at least we get a new one, you know, because it had been a long time since we got him. And then... Uh, Peggy, which is fine, sucked that she was the Ultra Chase. I wish the Ultra Chase would have been um, any uh, alternate version of Steve, you know, it would have been cooler, but that was fine. But then, you know, like, it, it's just lame. Um, and then also no continuation of Shifting Focus, Steve Rogers, the uh, man out of time, I believe is what it was called for the Shifting Focus trait. We could have gotten Nomad, we could have gotten Wolfcap. Uh, all sorts of cool stuff. I think the captain should have been a shifting focus one instead of like the 45 point captain. Um, so yeah, like all around just disappointment 
and that's just my hyper focus on Captain America, where once again, this set uh, just finds new ways to let me down. As far as Fantastic Four stuff goes, I really want the Fearful Four, which is during Fear Itself, Howard the Duck, She-Hulk, um, Frankenstein's Monster, and Nighthawk form their version of the Fantastic Four. It's sort of like not really, but sure. So, sure. Um, the only reason they call themselves the Fearful Four is because they end up fighting, uh, for lack of a better term, time-displaced nightmare constructs or something like that. Psycho-Man basically makes them fight the Grey Hulk, Spider-Man, Ghost Rider, Wolverine, Fantastic Four. And then they have to fight those versions, but it's obviously not the real versions of them. So that was a team that I had put together, you know, because there's only one Frankenstein's monster at the time. There was only, like, one Nighthawk and one Howard the Duck. But now there's, like, a few of those, and you know, there's plenty of She-Hulks. But, like, that was a team I used to play because that was a favorite comic of mine. And I was hoping with all the Fantastic Four sets, instead of all the stuff that's directly related to Fantastic Four, they would have given me my one wacky storyline that I liked that's sort of almost related to the Fantastic Four. Because I didn't know who Psycho Man was besides in that storyline. So I would really like to see them as a team. Um, and that just goes back to how when I make a team, it's normally comic accurate, but because I don't read that many mainstream marvel universe or dc universe comics there's normally not a keyword for it so that's why i hate it when casual nights are like theme team only comic accurate i'm like well the comic accurate team i want to play isn't a theme team you know right. um, and also they should just make the captain america core again that should have been a keyword and that should have been in the captain america set it's a it's an egg on a kids's face that it wasn't so Since anyways we are getting big, a fantastic rant over we definitely need a new or at least legacy card for bombastic bagman that would be really good that'd be really really it's good necessary. like i assume they would change it from unavoidable to penetrating or something like that uh, right or his yeah, they would have to they would have to Dang, um that's right cut his points down maybe but they i feel like they would have to change that but yeah those are all the questions uh good episode this week guys good job thanks for sitting through it uh, I'm going to do a quick spiel. Check out our Facebook page. Pop us a like there, and you can check out all the articles and previews for the new sets. We normally share them on the Facebook page, as well as getting updates for when we upload videos to our YouTube channel. That's Dial H4 Heroclix, F-O-R, or Heroclix on Facebook. On Twitter, it is Dial H4. That's the number four, so F-O-U-R, except it's just, you know, four. No E in um, either of on those? On Twitter. No, no E in either of those. Believe it or not, Simeon, no E in either of those. Uh, YouTube is also Dial H for HeroClick, so that's D-I-A-L-H-F-O-R-H-E-R-O-C-L-I-X, HeroClicks, uh, <laughs> on YouTube. Um, and yeah, really quick, guys, once again, if you join our Patreon, we get up to $200 this month. We're already at $141. And by the way, if you get up to $200, um, we're also going to do the next Extreme Rules in a real-life wrestling ring. So, like, that's just another really cool thing if you're a fan of our YouTube and fan of all that stuff. So, but the big thing for this month is we're giving away a Fulcum Abominus, but only if we get up to $200. So, huge, guys. Huge, huge, huge. Um, really quick, I'm going to go ahead and read out a Jedi Legend Heroclix tip of the week. You don't want to sell me death sticks. I don't want to sell you death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life. I want to go home and rethink my life. Generic and named theme teams are one and the same now, so a team of one also qualifies as a theme team. 
you no longer are given a token for theme team probability control, and it can be used by all team members, including the active character, since it's a free action that doesn't give a token. Uh, and then the theme team probability control is now a max of three for a 300 point game. And they say you can bump it up. It used to be you get it for every 100 points of the build total, but I think they cap it at five in the rules. But it also just says um, the rules don't say when to cap it or when to do anything. They just sort of say you may want to bump it up. So really, once it gets into anything higher than 300 points, the rules are just like, eh, do whatever you want because it's just not going to be a format that's actually supported by WizKids. So anyways, that is Theme Team Prop. Thank you, Jedi Legend. Appreciate it. And yeah, that is going to be it for this week hey if you also you know what if you want to not support the podcast monetarily you can do so by telling us your honest opinion by giving us a spotify Podbean, or itunes review this really helps uh see it you know or if you just want to comment something nice that also works but yeah just go ahead and leave us those reviews it really helps uh show people obviously five stars is king that'll make people actually see it more but to me it doesn't really matter it's a hero hooks podcast. We're not going to be seen by that many people anyways. So just leave an honest review. Really appreciate it guys. Always yeah. appreciate the honesty. And share so, us around yeah. with anyone that you think might be interested in either our YouTube or our podcast. I mean, absolutely. Assuming they are also interested in hero clicks because otherwise they will be. Hey, I've lost, had people but, uh, who are not interested in hero clicks, enjoy our content as well. So it's pretty good. Pretty good. All right. I mean, yeah. I think most of my family and some of my extended family have watched at least Hot Ones and Extreme Rules. Uh, whether they enjoyed it, I don't really know. But uh, right. yes. And if you also don't know if you enjoy something, well, you can go to CoolStuffInc.com where don't knowing if you enjoy something ends when you buy it because then you're forced to find out. So you can go to CoolStuffInc.com and find cool stuff in stock every day including the latest Heroclix singles and sealed products, which is exclusively how I'm going to treat Rise and Fall. Uh, actually, that's a lie. I'm, I'm probably going to buy a little bit of sealed, but just a little. And you can, too, at CoolStuffInc.com to check them out. Happy trails. So if you're looking for emotional satisfaction, my advice to you is seek professional hero clicks. No. Are you serious? Again? How many people even play this game? Like the hundred? Instant deadpan humor. Oh, how many six people think I am funny? It's the hard day's work. Not that you know anything about that. Which absolute fools? It's not richer nonsense. I'm gonna make hero clicks like that forever. Are you kidding me? <laughs> hey Google, back some more. Let's attack him. Wow, wow, wow.